0: The Antidote. The Antidote. The Antidote. The
1: Antidote.
0: The Antidote. The Antidote. The Antidote.
1: The Antidote.
0: The The Antidote.
1: The Antidote. The Antidote.
0: The Antidote. The Antidote. You're listening to The
2: Antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck.
1: the band Awaken last week when they shared their song Naive Voices as our opening song. Tonight, you'll hear a whole lot more. I've really been captivated by Awaken and their excellent music, but even more so by their outstanding lyrics. Like on our first song, Dichotomy, which comes from their latest album, Identity, which may be their newest album, but Awaken has been around for some time and have two previous albums. This is a band who covers social and spiritual issues with true depth. I was so grabbed by Awaken's music that I invited them to come for a talk on The Antidote about their previous music and what's new. What came out was a really interesting conversation. The first part of that talk begins after this next song, Darkness Disappears, from Awaken's 2012 album, Broken Circle.
0: Side of tears, a life to separate from the world that's controlled it. You start to hesitate for the love you once held.
1: It's great to have the members of Awaken here for a chat on The Antidote. Thanks for coming, guys.
3: Thank you for having us. Yeah, I appreciate it.
1: Can you two introduce yourselves and give us your role in Awaken? Uh, Chad Griffin, I'm the vocalist.
2: Uh, I'm Dustin Simpson. I am the guitar player and the songwriter.
1: But that means we're missing a couple of band members, so who's not there?
3: Uh, we have uh, Christian Santiago that plays bass and Jimmy Wilkins on the drums.
1: Take us back to the beginning of Awaken. How and when did you guys meet?
3: I would say, uh, Dustin, it started like, what, six years ago? Like, Awaken started we We've got seven. a strange story. <laughs> it was a, It was about six, seven years ago, uh, but it was with different people, and we, me and Dustin kind of left and regrouped and kept the name and pulled in Christian from... An older band we were in uh before awaken and just kind of regrouped with us four
1: then has there been a big change in the sound between those original days and what's happening now
3: a-, a lot of times what people don't realize it's it's really me and him on the albums and he plays a lot of the music and so it it hasn't really changed with who we have playing live with us
1: now awaken is from clarksville tennessee so tell me has the band ever felt compelled to perform a cover of the monkeys last train to clarksville
0: <laughs>
3: No, <laughs> that thought has never crossed my mind actually <laughs>
1: sorry that Until was now. a strange question
3: <laughs> no, now now we have to do it <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay so back to being serious what was it like for you when you went into the studio for the first time to record the debut broken circle
3: uh that was a different experience for us uh i myself personally uh we worked with Travis Warwick and he pushed everything out of me he could get and so it, it was a lot different than just kind of doing our own thing and you know coming from with our older band with the producer that was just like yeah that sounded good so it, it was kind of like we were just doing our own opinions our own thoughts and the way we wanted to do it And nobody was really pushing us to get the best out of us and he definitely did that. It was it was it was a big experience. It was it was tiring and frustrating, but we were we were real happy with the result. Like for a singer, you know, he wants you sweating in the vocal booth and almost pounding your fist in the wall when you're when you can't hit a part. His favorite line was perfect, now do it again. And I'm thinking, <laughs> if it was perfect, why do I have to do it again? <laughs> so
2: It was a pretty interesting dynamic to listen to Travis uh, actually coach Chad on singing. He would always tell him stuff like, uh, sing like Mel Gibson and not, uh, what was it, not Keanu Reeves? Yeah,
3: he he had all these funny analogies that he used to come up with.
1: Chad, that's where you do stand out because you've got an unusual style. You've got this sort of a background quaver coming through on your vocals.
3: Yeah, and, and... It's just something I've always been used to doing, and I think I kind of cut it out for a while, and Travis kind of pulled more of it out of me, and I guess I got into a habit of it. To this day, I still don't know if it's a bad habit or a good habit. I mean, it does stand out as a difference, but I mean, it's becoming kind of a stereotype. You know, people have picked at me on it, and Dustin's our producer now, and it drives him nuts because he has to, like, go in and... Mess with stuff that I'm over quivering. <laughs> but it's just kind of become my natural thing, kind of like Metallica has his ah, it's just what I do.
1: was The Narrow Door from Awaken's Broken Circle album. The song speaks about the negative part of ourselves that we should give up to become closer to Christ. Another great song with an equally great guest comes up on the next part of our talk. On Broken Circle, you pulled in some heavy-duty help with having Trevor McNevin adding his vocals. How did you make that connection?
3: Uh, We were at a venue in Nashville. And we were performing and he just randomly walked in because one of his buddies was in the band we were opening for. And, uh, he was there to watch them and we were all tapping each other going, Hey, there's Trevor. And, uh, so we went up, introduced ourselves and we told him we were looking for a guest vocalist because we wanted to kind of add, you know, something different, something to kind of help us along because nobody knew who we were. And, uh, He grabbed one of our phones and listened to one of the tracks, and he just, he loved it. He listened to Narrow Door, but we ended up putting him on Fathom. And uh, then he looked at it, and he said, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And then he
1: did his part in his
3: own studio and then sent it over to Travis.
1: I love that. But that's how Trevor McNeven of TFK works. Yep. Broken Circle got some great reviews. Sputnik Music said... This band skyrockets over both Skillet and Peller while giving Disciple on Thousand Foot Crutch a run for their money. That's at a pretty high level for Awaken. Can that be intimidating?
3: Uh, Not really. It's funny because I've
1: never heard that before.
3: (laughs) I didn't know somebody said that. Yeah, no, I mean, sometimes I have trouble with good criticisms when they're like, oh man, that was an awesome show. I just, you know, sometimes I don't know how to take it. We just, Try to be humble about it and do our thing. And I guess I'm kind of like the the anti diva. <laughs> I I don't know. When somebody gives compliments, it's like hard to take sometimes. So I mean, it's just when we see that stuff, we're like, wow, that's that's awesome. But uh, no, I don't I don't know if it's intimidating. I mean, I don't know if I would use that term about it. I just think it's it's cool. Somebody thinks that.
2: I think for me, hearing comments like that, it just kind of lets me know my writing and the things that I've done to kind of make the sound that I feel like Awaken needs and what we've always strived for. It's kind of a compliment for me because it kind of lets me know that, you know, hey, I'm doing the job that I you know put out there to do and I'm doing things the way that I need to be doing and kind of hearing comments like that. It's just kind of a refresher and lets me know that I'm going on the right path.
1: Absolutely. You two spoke a moment ago about the song, Fathom. That's a really solid, faith-filled song. It talks about a love that never burns out, this mystery beyond imagination and reality that overshadows doubt. So, is awaken out there to deliver a Christian message on songs like "Fathom"?
3: Uh, yeah, when I do a lot of that, I think "Fathom" personally to me, you know, you have your moments, you know, where any believer, you know, doubts faith, and you have your moments where you know you, you struggle more than others. And that song, I'm kind of saying something different in the verse than I am in the chorus. It's probably one of the most different ones that I've come up with. But um, I literally I sat there one day and I was just like, you can never humanly grasp eternity. You know, the most you think about it, because everything that we're trained to know to do, you live, you die. You know, this is born, this dies, because on Earth, everything has an end. You know, humanly speaking, we can't grasp the concept of eternity until we get there. I was just sitting there thinking, I was like, I couldn't even fathom that. I couldn't, you know, imagine. And then I want to feel that so bad that nothing in this world can take that away from me. And then Trevor just kind of threw in his own thing and kind of bounced off of it. And it it just worked. (laughs)
1: So a little bit earlier you spoke also about criticism and I guess I'm going to be a little bit critical here because I've got to be honest with you I was a little less enthusiastic about the follow-up to Broken Circle but Echoes and Reflections does have a killer song that features Susie Martinez who's mm-hmm. also been a guest on The Antidote what about telling us the story of the song? Uh,
3: that song well first and foremost that to kind of uh what you had mentioned about the criticism we we look back on that and we we feel that way too a lot of these songs are our babies but like we look back at echoes that was the first time we kind of stepped out to do our own thing like away from the travis stuff and then we look back and we're like we know the mistakes we made let's try to fix it on identity so it was like we kind of took the best elements of both and tried to do the third record a little better but yeah we we feel that way about broken circle was hard to you know kind of top or match but when it came to the Susie thing that song was written about a teenage girl that had come to me that was having trouble cutting and She constantly had suicide thoughts and was going to her room and cutting and hiding it from her family. And it was kind of hard because that song was a direct, true story. Sometimes I write like out of, you know, analogies or stuff that's like I know happens, but I haven't necessarily witnessed. That song was actually about a certain person. And it was my way of putting it out there that I couldn't tell anybody who it was but this person needed help, it it was like she confided in me as a singer of a band and was hiding from her family what she was doing. I get that. And so I put it out in a song. Oh, Maybe, hey, can you kind of get who I'm talking about? Can you know hint? And then I can't remember exactly how. uh, I think it was when Susie, she was in Ilya at the time. And we had mutual friends in Elia and kind of connected with her because I just loved her vocal style. I was like, this would just be awesome if we hit her. And she was all about doing it. And just like Trevor, she did it on her own and nailed it.
1: <laughs> and here it comes. Featuring the vocals of Suzy Martinez is In the Quiet.
2: Hey, this is Dustin from the band Awaken, and you're listening to The Antidote. <laughs>
1: enjoy about Awaken is that you have intelligent songs, and really I could name a lot of bands that fail in that regard. But here's my question. Should lyrics always dominate a song?
3: I don't know. I mean, it's hard for me to write like, uh, well, this will be more of a radio hit if we just make this chorus simple. And then I always find myself saying too much. And then, so I have cut back, I've dialed back a little bit on some of the depth that I'm thinking when I put it into a song, because I know, okay, if these words are too just in my own head and too, you know, people aren't going to be able to sing along to this. So I, I have, you know, dialed back to some sense, but I think the riffs that Dustin comes up with and then the lyrics and melodies that I come up with, they've always found a way to perfectly mesh. So it's like, I don't necessarily feel one's outweighing the other. It's just, we've, we've been songwriters together since we were like 15, 16 years old. And, uh, it's just always like, but we were talking about fathom earlier. I came up with that chorus while I was riding down the road. I called Dustin over the phone and he, he already had a guitar part for it and it perfectly matched. We were doing it over the phone. (laughs) (laughs) So we, we've always kind of had that balance, but, You know, if if I'm going to have control of what's being said, I never wanted to just put, you know, the plain Jane, I'm going to sing this song about a girl or somebody that dumped me, you know, that's all over the radio. I can't be a part of something like that. It's just, it has no depth.
1: What about that sing-along aspect? Is that also important?
3: Yeah, it is. And, um, I, I mean, that's, that's the fun part of like when you look out to the crowd and like, if you're playing a show and. People can't get what you're saying. It's just kind of that blind stare, but it's just there's something different when they're looking up, you know, singing the words back to you. Speaking of like Broken Circle that we mentioned is a song like Silent Alibi, Come Out of Your Coma, Wake This Like Everybody. You can just hear them chanting that song. That's kind of more of a sing-along chorus. We have a few like that, and then some I probably get a little too too in-depth with, but it's something I fight in my own head about sometimes.
1: Go ahead and admit it. (laughs) You were singing along on the song. Well, there is one thing for sure, and you never want to hear me singing anything. (laughs) Okay, well, let's move on to the new Awaken album, Identity, and the Antidotes conversation with Chad and Dustin. Well, I did dump on you a bit about Echoes and Reflections. You've blown both of your previous releases out of the water with Identity. I mean, it's dramatic and it's superb. What were you hoping for with the new album?
2: Well, if I'll answer this, I mean, Chad, you can kind of piggyback on what I'm going to say, but I mean, my thought process was going into this, not going any certain style. I mean, my thought process was, I'm going to go back to my roots. I think when I did Echoes and Reflections and I started writing that record, I was like, you know, I was always like, let's make this new album heavier, let's make this You know, I went into this record, whatever comes out, comes out. You know, I'm gonna start playing the stuff that I feel like is in my heart and I feel like that's gonna make a difference for other people. And what came out is what came out. I mean it's a a little bit of mix of everything and also some new elements that are in there.
3: Yeah, and we appreciate hearing you say that what I mentioned earlier when I kinda threw that out there. We we look back and we know, you know, the mistakes that whether you know other people consider it mistakes or we did at the time it's just we look back at some of the songs there's still some on, on echoes and reflections that i cling to like bleed for you will still probably always be one of my favorites personally uh no prisoner has always been a standout but we look back at a lot of that stuff and when you listen to them back to back as a whole there's a lot more hit worthy stuff on broken circle and and we realized that and the mistakes that we felt we made on echoes we didn't want to repeat so we were just like okay let's take the good you know catchy radio type sing along vibe and then some of the depth from the lyrics on echoes and then just kind of take all the best elements and make this third record But like Dustin said, we're not going to put in a box how we want it to sound. You know, a lot of times when me and him go into a room and we say, hey, let's write the heaviest song we've ever written. We come out with like inertia or, you know, like this just acoustic ballad. And we're like, how did that happen? You know, we just kind of go in with an open mind and we got a collection of songs together that we knew was probably the best we've done.
1: Something you really did deliver on identity is heavy topics. Like the song My Religion, it has a line that says, This isn't my religion, forged in self-righteous creeds. Disarray this charade of factions parading his sanctity. I mean, wow, like, you shot both barrels on that. There's bound to be Christians that won't want to hear that.
3: Yeah, and I, I assume that. With writing it, and I've told everybody that's asked me about that, that was like I had kind of just laid there with built-up frustration about what I saw on both ends, what I saw in the secular world of how they viewed Christians when I knew that wasn't how it was supposed to be, and I saw the current state of the church and how certain pastors will be like, it's my way. This is the way our church is going to believe. This is the way I'm going to preach. And they would kind of come up with their own doctrine that wasn't biblical. That's kind of how cults form and not real Christianity. So I was kind of balancing both of those back and forth. And I'm like, okay, so when non-believers look into Christianity, they're seeing the televised version. They're seeing Westboro Baptist Church. They're seeing you know, God hates gays, and God hates this, and that's not at all what it's supposed to be about, that's not the love of Christ, and it's just kind of, I threw it all out there, whether it was a poem that just sat there, and never went to music, or what, but I just, I had to put it down, I had to, I started typing out what I thought, And, and Dustin comes up with this you know, kind of in your face music, you know, just like, that's perfect. That's what it's got to go to. (laughs) Let's just put it out there and see what happens. There was a part of me that was always kind of afraid to be kind of polarizing. I kind of wanted to be more in the previous stuff, a little more metaphorical, where people really had to kind of read into what I was saying. And that was the one that I just, you know, I just wanted to be straightforward and see what happened.
1: And you've got no concern about alienating some of your fan base with that?
3: No, I don't. Honestly, I mean, and it probably would. I mean, you can put out anything that would rub somebody wrong or alienate somebody. But I think as a whole, I mean, it's it's gotten a lot of, I guess, more positive response than anything. I mean, I think the people that would kind of seem to be alienated by it may not even quite understand what I'm i don't know but uh i was standing in a store one day and this to me almost meant more than you know a, a kid or somebody coming up to you at a show but i was i was in a store and uh a pastor of one of the biggest churches in our town he came up to me and just randomly just patted me on the back and said hey man that song you just put out that was awesome you know and that just that just made my day and he he got what i was saying so
1: The topic on personal satellites, I think that fits me and probably everyone else. Distractions are surrounding all our lives. They keep us hiding what we hold inside. We all have personal satellites that are blacking out the guiding light. But really, isn't that a fact of life? You know, that each of us and even society itself is too self-centered?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of them, I think, on this record, the lyrics may seem... I guess a little more in depth. I was kind of writing it from kind of a personal standpoint where a lot of the previous stuff, I was kind of okay, there's this girl that's got the cutting issue. There's, uh, yeah, a lot of different things that I was basing off of writing different elements of things I was seeing around me. And a lot of this record comes from like inside, like comes from things that I know I personally struggle with. So if I struggle with it, I know other people do, because that's something that literally, I mean, Christian, non-Christian, waste their time away looking at Facebook for too long or scrolling through their phone or watching something on Netflix or binge watching when they could be spending time with their kids. Like everybody has something that they're wasting time with. You know, it's just something that everybody relates to. So I was like, hey, this is going to be something, you know, people can sing along to that they'll understand. And then from the Christian point of view, all of those things that I mentioned keeps you out of time with God.
1: And are you wasting your time with Awaken?
3: <laughs> There's something <laughs> harsh. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't want to say that. Uh, I mean, and it, again, this too is, you know, it's an outlet. A lot of guys will, you know, when they get out of work, they'll go Bowling and drinking with friends or something like that, you know, me and Dustin will get together and write a few songs or, you know, play a show or something. So even if it's not necessarily where we're out on stage necessarily preaching all the time, you know, it's, it's kind of that positive outlet for us, too.
0: You start to walk this lonely road one more time And you miss the sacred moments dancing around your eyes You've been writing the book on where you want your life And it's taken off course by things you meant to leave behind
1: You just heard Personal Satellites, and earlier on, we had My Religion. Both songs coming from the new album Identity from Awaken. As I said earlier, this band delivers substance both musically and lyrically. Check into them for more of their music. Next week, The Antidote heads into another musical direction, as we're joined by the husband and wife duo known as Mirrors. The band gets into dream pop, synth pop, indie rock, but however you want to label, the main aspect is, is that it's all inspired by their faith, so be sure to join us for that. Okay, ready for more from Awaken? If you tuned in last week, you've already heard our final song. This time, you also get to hear the band's comments about naive voices. Enjoy this, and I'll see you again next time on The Antidote. When we were setting up this interview, I mentioned that Naive Voices is one of my favorite songs from this year. The song says, why are you breaking down screaming phrases to hear yourself? Is anyone listening now? The drama unfolds to repeat itself. Well, then tell us about the world itself, too. You mentioned about Facebook. Does media distort reality?
3: Uh, Yeah, and that's, I mean, that basically pinpoints that I never want to put out there, like, Taking one side politically over another or whatever, but that one and dichotomy mirror each other. They're both like political based songs, and a lot of that stems from basically with with America, it's fifty fifty divided. People are either hating what's going on or they're loving what's going on, and then the other side hates the other side for loving what's going on, and they don't understand why. Can't you see things the way we do? And they don't ever let the other side finish talking. So naive voices is basically people aren't sitting down and communicating anymore. They're not, you know, hey, let me hear your side of it and then I'll explain my side. They're just going out in the streets with signs and screaming things that they heard on CNN and they don't even know if it's real or not and regardless of which side is right there is right and wrong and i think so many people want to lean to the gray areas but what i'm basically saying in the end with the with the chorus of that song is like no matter what you're saying or yelling at the other person there is a right side and what you're saying isn't going to drown out the truth
1: people always reply that truth is relative
3: yeah you know in the end the one truth the the point of view we're coming from the you know the truth would be god and they're not going to see god in arguing about politics
1: guys thanks so much for taking time to speak with the antidote this has been great no we problem, appreciate man. it
3: we appreciate you totally love what you're doing